The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem of land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, And ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. And then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So normally I like to end my homily with giving us just a few moments to reflect on things, but I'm going to begin my homily that way today because, can you believe it, it is 2020. Like, wow. And so, Happy New Year, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Happy New Year. Um, And so as I was thinking about this, like, wow, it's 2020. What I wanted to do as we begin this homily is to just give everybody a few moments to reflect on what is happening in our time. I mean, we live in crazy times. But I want you to especially think about what is happening in your life right now at this time. So let's just take a few moments to think about that. So what I would like you to do then is to bring that reflection with you into this homily. Because Matthew says, at that time, in those days, when there was an imposter king named Herod, the real king, Jesus, was born. And that magi from the east came looking for him. Now, we're not exactly sure who these magi were. Sometimes we call them the three kings, right? But they were probably more like philosophers, priests, um, 
scientists even, maybe even a little bit of astrology, magician, sorcerer, kind of all mixed in there? We don't really know all for sure, but what we do know about them, of course, is that they were searching. They were looking. And like ancient people would often do, they looked to the skies for signs. And in this mysterious star, they see that something big is happening. Now, we don't know how they deduced all of that. We do know from history that historians, Roman historians like Tacitus and Suetonius, will speak of that there was a great sense of expectation and anticipation, that there was speculation going on about a Jewish king who was going to be born. And of course, we know from the Old Testament that God's people Israel had been taken into captivity into the east, to Babylon and Persia, what is today modern-day Iraq and Iran, and that while they were there, people like Esther or Daniel were in the royal court, right? So they probably were familiar with the Hebrew Scriptures, and perhaps familiar with a story like this one from Numbers about a pagan prophet named Balaam. If you know the story of Balaam, he's really famous for his talking donkey, right? Or as Shrek would say, donkey, his talking donkey. And so Balaam is essentially a prophet for hire. And the king of Moab, Balak, hires Balaam to curse God's people Israel. But God intervenes. He won't allow this to happen. Instead, what God does is he takes this pagan prophet and speaks his truth, a word of blessing over Israel. And so we're told in the midst of this, these words from the mouth of the pagan prophet Balaam, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. So did the Magi know all of this? We won't know until we get to heaven. But what we know from this story is that God was leading and that they followed And so in those days, in the days of King Herod, when the star rose, the Magi came looking for the king of the Jews. And they come to the logical place, the capital city of Jerusalem. That turns out to just be a quick pit stop. But it's there that they learn from the prophets of their final destination, where they will find the child. A a rinky-dink, podunk little town called Bethlehem. But as they come to Bethlehem and they see the star once again over the place where Jesus is, it says they overjoyed. Our English does not do justice to this Greek phrase. It is something more like they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. (laughs) They were a little excited. And they enter into the house where Jesus, the child, is with Mary, his mother, the mother through whom God became human through whom God entered into this world. They came looking for the king of the Jews, and instead in that house they meet the king of the universe. And they do what we should do when you meet God. They open their treasures before him, they fall down before him, and they worship him. So let's go back to your time of reflection just a few moments ago. It's 2020. Right? This is now the third decade of the third millennium. Some of us older ones are thinking back. Do you remember when it was Y2K? And here we are. It's 2020. What is happening in your life right now at this time? And how are you spending your time? Do you ever find yourself being bored? I'm bored, right? 
I hear that at my house sometimes. I'm bored. I find that fascinating, right? We live in an era where we have more entertainment than any other time in history, and yet we find our time often to be dull and boring. And so we spend our time oftentimes by wasting our time. And others of us maybe feel like time is passing so quickly, that things are like slipping through our fingers, our little ones are growing up so quickly, or if you get to be my age, they're launched the nest, or some of us, they're, they're gone, <laughs> they've flown the coop maybe. And so we spend our time anxious about how quickly time is going instead of living. One of the great messages of Epiphany in this feast day is that Jesus has now filled our time. He fills, in fact, now every time. Every time becomes His epiphany. The word epiphany means manifest. When the God who became man, became human through this woman, manifests himself to us and reveals himself to us. The desire, the quest of every human heart, friends, is now here with us in this time. In this time. I mean, like right now, in this Holy Eucharist. This is why we gather every weekend, so that we end our weeks, and then we begin our weeks with Jesus right in the center of it. Because we come here because here He speaks to us personally through His Word. And in a moment, in the bread and the wine, Jesus will show Himself to us, and He will unite Himself to us. And then that begins to shape us as people. We become like these wise men, these magi. People of great anticipation. People who are, are watching, who are seeking. Who are willing to pick up and move and go. People who sense the pregnancy of these moments. The season and the feast of Epiphany calls us then to be people of prayer. People who are on the lookout constantly for what God is doing right now. Asking Him, Lord, what are you doing in my life right now? How are you leading me so that I can follow? I have this great sense of anticipation about our Trinity family right now at this time. I keep asking Him, Lord, what in the world are you up to? And one of the big reasons is, is the people that He just keeps bringing to us. Maybe that's you today if you're a guest among us. God just keeps bringing these people into our Trinity family. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? And when I reflect on the things that have happened over the last several years, and I think about everything that He has given to us, Lord, what are you up to? Friends, He wants us. He wants Trinity to be like that star, right? Burning brightly, shining brightly, and leading people to Jesus. People that we know in our lives, bringing them to Jesus. That's what he's calling us to do. In a few weeks, we're going to start a journey all together called Ignite. As we are entering into this new decade, what we're praying for is that the Holy Spirit would ignite a new fire among us. A big piece of this journey will be our generosity. One of the things we're going to pray for is that we would all become more generous people in every aspect 
of our lives. What we want to do is be like the Magi. We want to open our treasures for Jesus because we want to open our hearts to Jesus. We want to follow Jesus. We want to worship Jesus. We want to make Jesus known to the people that we know. But this journey is not just here at church. It's for our everyday lives and especially in our own homes. One of the, story, one of the, 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 the details of the story of Epiphany that I just love is that when the Magi come, they don't find baby Jesus in a stable like we picture in our nativity sets. Did you catch it? They come into the house where the child was with Mary, his mother. A house, an ordinary house, a peasant's home. A house like your house or my house. Think for a moment about your home, wherever it is. Think about what you do in your home, all the time that you spend in your home, the people that you welcome into your home. Friends, Jesus is there. He's already there in your home, ready to reveal himself to everyone who seeks him. Now is the time. These are the days. Now are the days, every day of our lives, for us to seek Jesus and to follow Jesus and to worship Jesus and to be generous and to make him known. Make him known to our friends, to our neighbors, our family. All of this, again, starting in our own homes. So I have, as I said, a little Christmas present for you. This is to be a little reminder of how Jesus is so present with us every day of the week. And I'm especially thankful to the Meeks family. They introduced this tradition to me. I've never, I hadn't heard of this, but it's really a great and wonderful thing. And I want to thank Tice Brecky and the Kaler family for helping to put all of this together for us. Uh, so I have a little bag for you, and in this bag uh, is a piece of chalk and some instructions as to how this is all going to work. But this is called the blessing of chalk. And what you do is you're going to take this piece of chalk, and either on your door or above your door, you're going to write these letters and numbers. So 20 cross C cross M cross B cross 20. So 2020, our year, with all the crosses, of course. And the letters CMB stand for the three traditional names for the Magi, Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar. And as we do this, our prayer is that just as the Magi came and they found Jesus in the home of Mary and Joseph, that every one of us would find Jesus in our homes. The other thing that those three letters stand for are our Latin blessing, Christus Mansionum Benedicat, which means may Christ bless this home or mansion, where we get the word mansion. May Christ bless this home, your home, my home, every one of our homes. So the Meeks family made a little video for us to show us uh, how to do this. Let's take a look.
All right. So again, as you leave today, uh, we're going to give to every household one of these. Inside are the instructions what to do, as well as the prayer that you heard them praying uh, to, to bless uh, your home. And really encourage you to do that. I mean, think about it. You have guests come to your house. They're going to say, why do you have chalk scratched on your door? And then you can share with them why. It's a way to give uh, witness and to do that. So what we're going to do now is we're going to ask a prayer of blessing over this chalk. I'd ask you to stand. And if you are here with members of your household, if you want to join hands with them, you are welcome to do so. Let us pray. O Lord God, bless this chalk which you have created, that it may be helpful to your people, and grant that through the invocation of your most holy name, all those who with it write the names of your saints, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, may receive health of body and protection of soul for all who dwell in the homes where this chalk is used. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So I'd encourage you to go home this afternoon or maybe this evening, gather together and, and to do this and to mark uh, your doors inside or out. Uh, and um, if you're so inclined, even post it on social media. Take a little picture or video like you saw. Post it on social media. That too gives witness into our community of what Jesus is doing in our homes and what we hope for the homes of the people all around us. Let's now confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. 